Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Carter Allen here in WZLX. I've got Alice Cooper on the phone, rock star and host of Nights with Alice Cooper. And uh, Alice, it's great to talk to you, my friend. Thank you, man. It's uh, it's, it's just between tours, which is kind of kind of cool. Yeah. And, um, going back out again, but, but you know, it's a tour that never ends. Yeah. Well, you're going to be in town here at the Box Center on March 6, which is the old music hall from years ago. You probably played that place way back when uh, with the Alice. Actually, maybe not because the place is still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we played everywhere from the Boston Tea Party to Boston Commons. To I mean every place you can think of in Boston, but that's you know after every tour we always vote on what the best audience was. And I remember about five years ago Boston was the best audience. Yeah, and I I remember when I was in college, you know, at the end of the semester, everybody was playing the Ballad of Dwight Fry. I got to get out of here. <laughs> got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that, that one that schools out. You know, is this. You know, but uh, I got to get out of here. You know, it's like I run into a lot of teachers also. And I tell them right up front, I said, you know, Schools Out was written just as much for the teachers as it was for the kids. Because <laughs> you know, they hate the kids at the end of the year, too. Well, you've got a, a new album, actually, which has been in stores and online for a while. It's called Paranormal. Fine album. Just want to say that. Um, and yeah. if, I, if I asked you to pick an Alice Cooper album that you uh, might put on to listen to, it would probably be the latest one, right? Well, you know, the great thing about the new one was the fact that we went out of our way to to kind of do something that we hadn't done before. I mean, um, I, it's nice to have your choice of musicians, you know. And getting Larry Mellon Jr. from U2 on drums all the way through, and Billy Gibbons on guitar, you know, and, uh, you know. Uh, plus, plus you had Bob Ezrin, you know. Bob Ezrin was... Yeah, and the original band on three or four songs. Yeah, which so is, it was really a unique album, and it, it was like top top twenty in thirty countries, so it did really well. Yeah, well, I thought you were on a roll because I thought you know, uh, "Welcome to My Nightmare 2 was a really good album. I enjoyed that album. I love caffeine in that album, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that was a. I think that might have been accidentally our funniest album it, when it came to actually humor. There were some really funny things in there. The disco song, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, Ghouls, Ghouls Gone Wild. And uh, it, it just ha it ended up certain albums take on a personality. And that one just took on a comedy for some reason. Right. You know. Right. Well, you've got a new single coming out, The Story of A, and it has a really cool story to it. And I'd love it if you could just relate where that song came from, because apparently it's one of your earliest songs you ever wrote. It's, you know, we were living in Los Angeles in 19, I think, 68. And Pink Floyd had, had just, we just played a gig with Pink Floyd, and nobody had ever heard of either one of us, you know. So yeah. Pink Floyd was staying at our house for a while. And <laughs> it was the very first song that I ever wrote on the guitar in the other room. You know, it was lyrics, guitar, everything. And I put it on this little tape, and I totally forgot about it. Uh, when we were doing this album, Paranormal, 
Dennis Dunaway, my original guitar player, came in. He brought in three or four songs and played me this one. And I said, wow, I, that sounds familiar. I said, uh, I think I remember when you wrote that, Dennis. And he says, well, yeah, it was 1968, but you wrote it. <laughs> and, I said, and I really, and we, and Bob Ezrin happened to be there. And he said, I love that song. What is that? Yeah. You know, and so we, we re-recorded it. And it ended up being one of those really ethereal kind of songs that just kind of floated out there. And people really somehow caught on to it. Yeah. But it does have a Pink Floyd sound to it. Yeah, and I also think it has more of a contemporary sound, too, because I can hear grunge in that. I could hear, like, Alice in Chains or Nirvana doing that song. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it does have a certain... Um, and I think it's because I wrote it in 68. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it had that feel. I think bands from, you know, Seattle tried to get a 1968 sound, whereas that actually was a 68 sound. Yeah. Now, tell me more about this Pink Floyd visit. Uh, Pink Floyd was staying at Alice Cooper's place? Well, here's, here's the deal. All the bands from Phoenix were in L.A. You know, there was like probably 500 bands in L.A. from different cities right. just trying to get in the whiskey, trying to get in Gazzari's, you know, any of those places. And we finally get into with the Whiskey A Go-Go, right? Yeah. And we drive up and we see our name. It says Alice Cooper and Led Zeppelin. Who's Led Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> nobody's ever heard of Led Zeppelin, you know? No. And the very next night, then we played the Cheetah Club, and it was Alice Cooper and some guys named Pink Floyd. <laughs> and so, I mean, that day, you have to remember, this was a time when all these bands were just young bands trying to make it. Right. They weren't superstars at all. The Doors were the superstars then. Right. You know, and the Buffalo Springfield and Chicago and people and bands like that. But it certainly wasn't Alice Cooper and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. We, we were the next groups to happen. Right. That was hard for those English bands to really get a toehold in America, too. It was expensive to come on over here. Yeah, and they ran out of money. And, you know, <laughs> they, when they ran out of money... They stayed we, at your we place. Said, well, come on over. Yeah, we said, come on over and stay at our house. And so, I mean, there we were with Sid Barrett and Pink Floyd. Yeah. Well, I imagine that uh, you didn't put uh, sugar cubes in your coffee that day when they were over. <laughs> didn't put sugar cubes, but they did make brownies. Okay, there you go. And you never came yeah, down. I, you never came down. They were interesting brownies, yeah. Yeah, I would never eat a Sid Barrett brownie, I'm sorry to say. I would uh, really steer away from that. You know, Sid Barrett used to sit in the kitchen, and he would watch a box of cornflakes. <laughs> the way that you and I would watch cartoons. Yeah. Because I, 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 I would imagine that the cornflakes are dancing and singing and doing all kinds of stuff. Cause, again, I couldn't figure out how anybody could get that high. Yeah, uh, uh, but he ended up staying up there. That's the thing. He, yeah, never, he, came, he yeah. never came back. Yeah, he also had schizophrenia, and, you know, and he was taking acid on top of that. So, I mean, you know, that's a bad combination. Yeah, that's the worst. Um, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about your side project, The Hollywood Vampires, uh, with Joe Perry and Johnny Depp. Uh, I'm good friends with uh, Joe and Billy Perry, and uh, she posted a, a picture on Facebook that was you guys, uh, when you were on tour in Europe, uh, in front of Dracula's castle. Uh, and so you toured Dracula's castle, apparently. Yes, well, it was a very, it was very significant for uh, the, you know, the Hollywood vampires yeah. to actually go to the source, you know, and it was, uh, we had dinner there, 
They did a special dinner there for us, <laughs> and Tim Burton was with us also. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, so it was like, if you're going to do Dracula's Castle, do it with Johnny Depp, Alice Cooper, Joe Perry, and Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope yeah, that, I, it, it, it was very unique. Yeah. I, I hope you filmed that. Did you, did you film yeah, that? Oh, yeah. There was, there was a big dinner there, and it, uh, it was a place where you definitely would not want to spend the night. <laughs> right. Was there any living members of Dracula's family still alive there? Well, they had one guy that sort of played Vlad. You know, he was sort of the, the host. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it was a really nice dinner, but it was very dark and it was a lot of shadows. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would you expect know, that, though, you know. Uh, yeah. It, it, and the, the, the dungeon where they actually held Vlad was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was very creepy. Um, so, so you must have played nearby. What do you play in Transylvania? Uh, we, well, there was a big festival there. Uh-huh. We played a big festival. And, I mean, it was great audience. You know, Romania is a really good audience. Yeah. Try, try. Uh, like, any other, like any other tour, in fact, this next tour we're going out with, with, the, with the vampires is all Eastern Europe. Uh-huh. So it, it's all places like, you know, Budapest and Prague and, you know, uh, uh, Russia, Moscow and all these places. And they're super and hungry. It's a great audience. Well, because they were so, if you, if they had your album back in the, you know, when the communists were in power, I mean, they would have gone to a gulag. Yeah, yeah. They, they, that's, that's a good fan, somebody that will risk going to a gulag just to have your album. Yeah. So I imagine there's a lot of clapping and stage diving and all that, that's for sure. Well, it's a, it's a young, loud rock and roll yeah. audience, and it's really a cool audience. Well, I'm, I'm uh, just want to remind everybody. I'm talking to Alice Cooper here. You will be at the Box Center here in Boston on March 6. This part of your tour is going up until April, and then on April 1st, uh, which is Easter Sunday, you're going to be on television on NBC TV's production of Jesus Christ Superstar. And I understand you're going to be playing King Herod. Yes, I. I it's going to be John Legend. I think plays Jesus. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I play Herod. And it's live in front of an audience, live on TV. So, so you know, it's really going to be fun to do. Uh, I already saw what the production looks like. I haven't done any rehearsal with them yet, but, you know, I, I, I know the song. Right. Uh, but it's going to be very cool. Yeah. Now, you, you've done albums. You've been in front of audiences around the world for almost your entire life. Uh, you've done, you do your radio show, you do interviews. But I would imagine, is this something that might make you nervous? You know, I would I would think that it would make me nervous, except for the fact that I'm I would be more nervous if there was not an audience there, <laughs> right. because I'm used to playing for an audience. Right. And I think when I see a, an audience, it it takes me to a different place. Yeah. It, it sort of it, it makes you more aware. It makes you clearer. It makes you more upfront. It's going to really be a great experience to play live theater in, because I do live theater anyway. Right. Yeah. That's true. You know, so it won't be as much of a stretch for me as it will be for like John Legend, I don't think. Yeah. So how are you going to play Herod? I mean, he's a bad cat. I mean, he killed all the Jewish firstborn to get a Jesus. So, I mean, you yeah. can't, are you going to try to camp it up a little bit? Or are you going to do it serious? I mean, you have any idea? I think, I think that I'm going to play him like Alan Rickman. I'm going to play him very condescending. Yeah. Very sort of arrogant, condescending, kind of, you know, really evil right at the same time i think that he has a sense of humor about it because 
I think it may be the only really funny song in the whole show. Right. You know, uh, uh, you know, it's walk across my swimming pool. Right. You know, it, it, it proved to me that you're no fool. Walk across my swimming pool. Proved to me that you're divine. Change my water into wine. You know, I mean, he's like very challenging to Christ, but he's try He's he's also treating Christ like you know he, he's got him right where he wants him. Right, and he's uh, he's like a freak, and he show me this, you know. Yeah, and he's the king, so I mean, he's very arrogant. Right. On, on top of it. Right. You know, so yeah, I'm gonna play it like that. All right. Uh, you recently had a birthday. You turned forty again, and uh, it seems to me when I see you play live, you have twice the energy of maybe even a thirty-year-old. Yeah, I, I, I'm. You know, I think what it is is I never smoked cigarettes, and um, that, and I was a distance runner when I was in school. I was a mile or two. I had the state record, Arizona state record, you know, in the long distance running when I was 17. And I think that you know, I quit drinking 37 years ago. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with also with stress. I've been happily married for 42 years. You know, my career is great. At the same time, I'm physically in really good shape. Yeah. So I get up there on stage and I'm the only one at 70 that feels great. <laughs> Well, you always look yeah. like you're having a great time when you're on stage, and you do put in a lot of mileage on that stage. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I, and, and look at, you know, Mick Jagger's up there at 74, 75, and he does three hours and never stops. And I just keep going, hey, that's the prototype right there. Yeah. I got I to gotta keep up with him. Well, you know, he's just traded one addiction for another. His, his addiction is five-star hotels. So he has to stay on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's a great brain dad. <laughs> well, it's great talking to you, Alice. Uh, I want to remind everybody, look for Jesus Christ Superstar on NBC TV on Easter Sunday, April 1st. And then March 6th, you're going to be at the Box Center, and you've got that new or the latest album, Paranormal. Alice, it's always a pleasure. Great to talk to you. Hey, thanks a lot. And, you know, I've got the best touring band I've ever had, so this is going to be a killer show. Looking forward to it, man. We'll see you. See see you in March. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.